This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. In this eighth episode of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Josh Harama and Pastor Brandon Kinsey unpack Brandon's message a bit more. They'll be talking about emotions, the role they play in our lives, how we can let them govern our lives, take control, or how we can submit to God and allow our emotions to be in His control. Now here's Josh and Brandon with more. Well, hey, how's it going? It's Pastor Josh here with episode eight of Radiant Reflections, the podcast of Radiant Life Church. Glad you could be with us today. I am joined by one of the bearded brethren, my good friend, my good, my good friend, my good friend. Uh, I think we're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not a friend though. You're not my. No, you're not my friend. We probably have offended each other at some point, but maybe we're both pretty chill. <laughs> we're pretty chill. Uh, but no, I've got Pastor Brandon Kinsey here with me today because uh, this past weekend he delivered a message in our series here at Radiant Life into the unknown, and he brought episode two in that series. So we're gonna do a little bit of a deep dive into that today. Uh, but Brandon, we're in this teaching series into the unknown, and and you know right now we're still in in kind of the the midst of this COVID nineteen crisis. Yeah. Here in uh, Michigan in the year 2020. Yeah. Um, how have you and your family been handling this season of the unknown? Oh, man. Uh, if I had to describe it in one word, maybe roller coaster. <laughs> uh, I think there's times where, oh, man, we're killing it, right? And then there's other times where uh, I think we're just emotionally drained. Uh, and, and we're not killing it, <laughs> sort of thing. You're not, it's just a lot, you're not killing each other, are you? No, well, well it, it might, the neighbors might think we are at times. <laughs> Our house can be pretty loud at times, but, I mean, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. Like, I totally lost it with the our kids, and I just, I, uh, I verbalized myself out of anger and temper and I had to go back and apologize to my kids. Like, I totally didn't handle the situation well. But then there's other times where I feel like, you know, in the midst of everything going on, like, I think we're doing okay uh, of handling situations, you know, being quarantined, not being able to see people, not being able to go to the park and play on the cool, fun stuff that's out there because all the parks are closed, but... Uh, you know, we went on a nice adventure at Plum Lake down the road here and just walked in the woods and stuff. And, like, we had a good good time as a family. Nice. So I, I think we're doing okay. Nice. Well, so in this series, and for those of you that, that have not been able to, which you can on our podcast platforms, uh, you can also listen to the messages in this series, Into the Unknown. But the last two episodes, we've looked at this uh, passage in the book of Mark. Brandon, for the people that have not had a chance yet to listen to the messages, could you give us just like a 60-second flyover of this narrative that we've been looking at in the book of Mark? So Jesus had uh, just finished some teaching, and he was getting ready to take his disciples over to the other side of the, uh, of the lake, the, the Sea of Galilee. And uh, they had no idea where they were going because uh, Jesus didn't reveal that part. He just said, hey, we're going to the other side. And in their travels, uh, Jesus was taking a nap because he just had a full day of ministry. 
and this storm just kind of came up out of nowhere, which you Bible nerds, you can totally uh, nerd out on all of this and some dictionaries and stuff about how storms just come out of nowhere with the way the mountain and the region is and stuff. But this uh, storm kind of came out of nowhere and uh, pretty much freaked out the disciples. And so they woke him up and said, hey, you know, don't you care what's happening right now? And Jesus just... Uh, rebuked the storm, told it to stop, and it did, and it kind of freaked everybody out. And so that's kind of been the narrative. Uh, I think that was more than 60 seconds, but that was a pretty no, you, quick. I, actually, you were pretty close. That's I just, awesome. I just glanced out at the time. You, you were pretty close. <laughs> Which, hey, I just want to pause real quick. And if, and if you're listening to us and you're wondering why in the world does it sound like somebody is grinding metal in the background, that's because there is somebody grinding metal in the background. <laughs> it's not of, an effect. <laughs> for those of you that are not part of the Radiant Life Church family, uh, you might not be aware. We are in, hopefully, the final week or two weeks of a construction project here at the church. So that is what you and hear. And it's on the home stretch. We are on the home stretch. We're super excited, but that is what you hear in the background. So there yes. you go. <laughs> well, so in this, in this narrative, right, with, with the disciples, uh, they had some emotions going on, yeah. and and in your teaching that you just did here this this past Sunday, you drew uh, some parallels between this narrative and how in this current season of a lot of unknown, you know, we might be feeling some strong emotions. And and you had a, a line you said emotions stir deeply in troubled waters, or I'm yeah. sorry, in, in uncharted waters. Right. I, I I misquoted yeah, yeah. you there. Um, and last last week, Ryan and I hit on this briefly, but I I want to get your take on this. Why do you think people uh, can have such strong responses in the midst of the unknown, and why do you think they can be so varied? Again, some people freak yeah. out, some people you know get angry, some people are get excited. Why yeah. do you think? there can be such a varied response. I literally was just listening to a podcast this morning with Kerry Newhoff. Uh, I forget the gentleman that he had on his podcast, but they were talking about the Enneagram. Ian Morgan, thank you. Oh. Uh, and they were talking about, the you know, depending on what your score is with the Enneagram, which there's numbers correlated to that if you're not familiar with that, and just how we handle crises and stuff. So, I guess my quick response to that would be, depending on what your personality is, is probably going to determine on how your emotions uh, will be stirred. And, you know, I use that word uncharted waters. I was just trying to piggyback off of uh, what Pastor Ryan used the week before. Um, but, you know, as we're in the un going into the unknown, I think our personality differences are totally going to reflect um, – how we go into this unknown, like being quarantined, what's going to happen after the quarantine, when are things are going to open up, all these things that are unknown. I think our personalities totally play into that. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. That was on, for those of you too, like hopefully you, you are able to look at a variety of podcasts, not just Radiant Reflections. You know, Pastor Brandon just mentioned this Kerry Newhoff podcast, which yeah. Kerry Newhoff has great stuff. He's a pastor up in Canada. Um, any other, let's do a quick, we're not sponsored by anybody, but so no. we're, we're going to do our own, we're going to do our own, our own little commercial here for podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so if you, so you just mentioned Kerry Newhoff, another one and, and pastor Josh Brown, our worship pastor, uh, he's mentioned one and I actually, I started listening to it last week. Uh, it's called this cultural. Oh Moment. my goodness. If you are a follower of Jesus. Yes. You, you really, in fact, I, I will go so far as to say this. 
If you only listen to one podcast, stop listening to us um, and go yes. listen to John Mark Comer and Mark Sayers' oh my podcast. Goodness. Yes, this cultural moment it will it will wreck your brain in a good way. And, uh, and to because I one hundred percent agree with everything that you just said. I am so I went back to their very first one, and I'm about halfway through of what they've already recorded. Uh, these were recorded, I think, two years ago. I think and, 20, yeah, 2017. Yeah. Like and the things that they were talking about in 2017 are in full play right now in 2020. It is crazy. Um, I might dare say, and, and I've heard uh, Pastor JB say this, that um, this might be a modern time uh, prophetic word to the church of some of the things um, that are brought up in this podcast. Uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. I actually encourage our Next Steps team to start checking it out. It, it is so good. Go check it out, this culture moment. Um, I would just love to just sit down with those guys, have a cup of coffee, and just pick their brain about things, especially right now in 2020. It, yeah, that's a total bunny trail that we yeah, were just so, well, but Yeah, but all that to say, I mean, there are so many good podcasts out there. Yeah. Like, I hope that you are able to take advantage of that. And if you're looking for things to listen to, maybe while you're mowing your lawn, while you're running, while you're doing some of these other activities, like, well, what can I listen to? Uh, man, just some fantastic podcasts. Carrie Newhoff, This Cultural Moment. Uh, Josh, you got any other ones that you would throw out? You just got kind of our takes. You got any podcasts? Monday Morning Pastor. Monday Morning Pastor is the name of it. This is uh, That's Josh Brown's recommendation right there. So there you go. Any other ones? Pat Lentz again. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can't believe you I can't didn't believe say I, that. Well, I was so excited about Mark Sayers one that I forgot. Uh, Patrick Lencioni, he's like, if there's like a... Great leadership stuff. The great leadership stuff. Yeah. Great leader. And he's he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Anyway, okay, we're getting way off track. Yeah. This is a podcast all about other podcasts here. So go check some of those out. Yeah, yes, you, please you do won't so. regret it. So in your message, getting back, yep, way to bring reeling back. it, Good reeling job. it back in. In your message, you you kind of you you ventured away from the water, brought us back to land, and you used the illustration of a train. Yeah, and you you used this train to kind of visualize two different types of response that we can have in the midst of the unknown. So for those that are listening, and again, especially if they didn't hear the the message. What are the two things that that train illustrates? You had the two different ideas. Yeah, so I'll try to describe this for listeners, a kind of a word picture of just imagine an old locomotive, like the ones that you'd see in the old Western movies, uh, you know, that are run on coal or wood, and, you know, it'd have the steam. So you'd have the locomotive, the engine part, and then right behind that was its fuel source, the wood or, or coal sort of thing. And so the analogy, the word picture that I was trying to use with our emotions is sometimes we allow our emotions to move us. So think of the engine, it's pulling all of these other things behind it, all these other cars behind it. Uh, so I think a lot of times we allow our emotions to move us forward. And so the other parallel to that would be allowing our faith and truth in God to move us forward. And then I kind of broke it down of, well, what's the fuel source? What are we, what are we fueling the engine with? So if you look at the, the engine or the locomotive of emotions, we would feed that with 
fear and anxiety and anger. And those would be like the fuel source that we allow to, to fuel our emotions sort of thing. And then I looked at uh, allowing faith and truth uh, to be the engine. Well, what are some things to fuel that? And that was prayer, spending time in the Word, and being in community or fellowship uh, with other people. So uh, it's like, which, which engine are we allowing uh, to move us in, in life? Are we allowing the emotions to move us forward? Or are we allowing our faith and truth in God to move us forward, especially as we go into the unknown. So would you say, is it always a negative thing to be driven by our emotions? Because maybe, maybe somebody out there is listening right now and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I tend to be more of an emotional person. You know, um, well, I mean, you and I, we both do like premarital, you know, <laughs> yeah. counseling with people. Yeah. And one of the things that it looks at is, is, you know, kind of personality wise, people's natural bent. Are they more, more fact driven, more, yeah. more logical and right. rational, or are they more emotional? Like, yeah. So what would you say? I mean, is it always negative no, to be driven I don't by think emotions? So. When when is yeah. it okay? When isn't it okay? Well, I because I'm an emotional you... guy. Um, I'm very passionate, and um, do, you, do you need a tissue? Uh, not at this moment, <laughs> but way to way to make fun of me in a vulnerable moment. I I am not. I I for those that I tend to be more on the logical and and. Uh, Fact-based side of things. <laughs> uh, I, I think, did you just notice it? I just noticed this. My nonverbal, I put my leg up when you when you said that. Did you just, if you're watching Is it because you, you're angry at me because uh, I offered you a tissue? <laughs> yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice my nonverbal just changed. I just observed that. No, our emotions are good things. Uh, God, he put that in our DNA. And honestly, I think strong emotions can be a great indicator that God is trying to break into our life. Ooh, um, Kairos. I, yeah, Kairos I, in here. <laughs> uh, I would love to go down the road of Kairos, but I don't want to derail our conversation today. But, uh, you know, in a very quick, you know, I think a Kairos moment, which is another word for time, uh, is God is just trying to break into our life and he's trying to reveal things to us. And I think our emotions are wonderful indicators that God might be trying to reveal something to us. So if that's the case, then we need to have, you know, trust in God and faith in him that he's maybe he's trying to reveal something to us. And we need to allow that to move us forward and not necessarily the emotions. Because when I'm, when I'm emotional, I may I make horrible decisions. <laughs> Um, you know, I alluded to that earlier of, you know, like my emotions got the best of me and I was an awful father to my children and I didn't, um, I allowed those to control me. I allowed those things to, to move me. So, and you know, in your message, you deal, uh, primarily with, with things that we would maybe consider more negative emotions. You know, you talk about fear and anxiety and anger, Yeah, things that, you know, we sometimes see play out. In a in a more negative way, do you think people can get in trouble though if they're primarily driven by even things that we would consider positive emotions, hmm. and and if they make decisions solely based on positive emotions? That's interesting. I don't know. This is I'm going off. No, script. that's really off. Script yeah, I love that. Here. I like that thinking. I mean. I, I think that kind of comes back to the truth, the logical part of, 
you know, not everything is rainbows and unicorns. There is a reality that some things are just difficult. Uh, some things just plain old suck uh, sort of thing. Uh, and I, yeah, that's an interesting thought. You really got my gears turning on that. Well, cause I'm sitting here thinking like the, there are, there are some businesses that probably thrive on people making decisions when they're being driven by what might con- be considered a positive emotion. Like, sure. I mean, pro- there are a lot of wedding chapels in Vegas <laughs> that would lose business <laughs> if people stopped making decisions right. based on what they would consider positive emotion. Right. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's good. Uh, yeah. I'd have to really process that more to, to respond on a deeper level, I think. But just shooting from the hip, I, I think there is a reality that th- some, like not everything is happy. Like I, I can't be happy in COVID-19 all the time. No. There are some happy moments or joyful moments. I'd rather use that word joyful. I think society and culture is trying to tell us that we're supposed to be happy all the time and as a follower of Jesus, I don't know that that's possible to be happy all the time. Nor, nor did is it anything that Jesus ever said, right? Sometimes, right. and this is unfortunate, sometimes within church world, um, you know, it, it's this idea that, oh, like, come to Jesus and your life will be, will be wonderful and, and yeah. happy and, and you'll just have joy, joy, joy down in my you'll, heart. Where? Down, down in, in my in heart. heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus says, hey, in this world you will have trouble. Yeah. Jesus never says, hey, come follow me. And it'll it'll be you know peaches and daisies and roses right. all these all these wonderful things. Uh, in fact, he had a lot of people leave because he kind of unpacked how difficult it was to really follow him. Yeah. So he never promised us an easy road. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, man, we're we're kind of bouncing bouncing around a little bit. We today. could probably come up with like five more podcasts. Five, out of this several one. several episodes yeah. coming out of here. Uh, so let's I'll I'll reel it back in again. Um, okay. You talk, you know, you, you just talked about the train and how we need to let kind of faith and truth be our, our, our primary driver rather than our emotions. Right. But truth is something that in, in our culture today and in, in, the, in the society that we live in, truth is something that's treated with some ambiguity, Right. Like, oh, hey, like, well, that's your truth, and oh, this is my truth. And, it, yeah. and there's this kind of a relativism, you know, with truth, yeah. which is weird because <laughs> we're talking about the truth, the truth. So when, right. when you talk about truth, what is it that you mean? Uh, the truth that, you know, as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple maker of Jesus, uh, my truth is, is found in him in the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and, and through his word. And so I think as we spend time in God's word, as the Holy Spirit um, kind of breathes on our own lives, I, I think it kind of gives us guidelines of a moral compass. I, I think that's kind of what we're talking about is morality of, you know, what is moral for you and what's moral for me. And, you know, there's tension in between those, especially if you're not a follower of Jesus there, I think that's where a lot of debates and a lot of arguments and, and a lot of things happen is there's a gap there. Um, yeah. I, I, and so, yeah, I, um, I forgot his last name. Uh, he just passed away, uh, Ravi. Ravi Zacharias. This guy, he could articulate this way better than what I could ever um, 
So I there's a I don't know if he has a podcast, but I know he's all over YouTube. That would be a place to go check out. If he he would be able to articulate this answer better than what I can, but yeah, it's like where do you set the standard, <laughs> so to speak? Because if you're setting the standard, then you know you, you're setting the standard for all of humanity, so to speak. And if there's any discrepancies there with someone else's standard, well, who who's truth there? And, and that's what, so a lot of times, and you, and you, when we were kind of like talking through your message before you delivered yeah. it, right, you, you did talk about this idea that sometimes we, we take our emotions as fact. Yeah. Right? So maybe, maybe you're listening and, and, and you kind of buy into this whole idea of like, well, that's my truth. Well, your truth <clears throat> may be fueled by emotions. Yeah. Well, here at Reading at Life, and, and really in Christianity over the last 2,000 years, like we are, we are firm in the idea that there is the truth, that yeah. there is absolute truth, that truth is not a matter of individual opinion or preference or whatever you're feeling on Tuesday. Like that isn't, that <laughs> right. isn't the truth that we're talking about. Like we're, we're talking about like the fact that there are, there are, there are absolutes, that there are truths in this world that are timeless that are not changed based on culture or society uh, but they stay constant and our you know to go back to the train like our emotions can derail us from this truth like our heart um i i believe it was uh, in jeremiah like our heart can deceive us mm. right he he mentions that i think it's in jeremiah 17 where like it, it can lie to us. Our emotions, I think, can lie to us, which is why we need to have a truth to lean on, something consistent to lean on, because our emotions can sway us kind of out of off the rails, so to speak. And that's why we have, like, we need to stay on track. We need to stay within these, even though we are emotional beings. It's super heady stuff. Really, if you if you kind of get down in well, and and there's a there's a the tension to live in there, you know, because yeah, it's, it's not a saying good way to again, it. it's not saying that oh hey, ignore your emotions, pretend yeah, that yeah, you don't yeah. have emotions. Definitely not saying that. <clears throat> it isn't that, uh, but it, it's to say hey, like you can't be totally driven by your. There's really this tension between the mind and the heart, you know, your yeah. emotions, your your logic, uh, but then you you also have to factor in what does God say about mm -hmm. this. Because you might not think it's it's right, you might not feel it's right, but if God says it's right, it's right. Right. You don't, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's not asking he's not asking for us to vote. He's asking us for he's asking for us to obey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's tough. You know, I, I I've heard it put like, well, the Bible is just a book of rules, sort of thing, and I think of it like any of the playgrounds in our community. Um, where there's freedom to run, there's freedom to, to hang out, there's freedom to, to, to play on the equipment, but there's also a fence around the playground. And it's for protection. It's like guardrails to keep us uh, from running into the street and getting killed by a moving vehicle. I think God's truths um, and guidance and us being willing to obey to those things keeps us actually safe um, because our human nature kind of, I think there can be tendencies to, to take us out of that playground, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. that's another word picture there. So 
some good word pictures here. We just need to we need to draw these all. <laughs> right. You get like a whiteboard and have you like do like a Pictionary. Oh That's man, because I'm such a visual person, and it just helps me to understand these concepts, these spiritual things, uh, is to to put them into pictures. And like the train for me, you know, my counselor. He used that with me, and it absolutely made sense because I was so emotional. Maybe that's why he used it is he understood that I was such an emotional person that I needed to be guided by faith and truth, and I need to feel those things. And I just wanted to overflow that to our church family. So, so let's talk about that because, and you mentioned it here a few minutes ago, and you mentioned this in your message. You talked about how we fuel a life that's driven by faith and truth is with, with prayer uh, getting in God's word and, and having community. But let yeah. me let me push back a little bit on that. All right. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> so you say, hey, well, you need, to, you need to pray. You need to read the Bible. You need to be in community. Um, but let me, if I can, if I could be a little bit of devil's advocate here. Like, okay. dude, prayer is awkward. And the Bible Can is boring. Be. And and I've got 1,200 friends on Facebook what what more do I need from a community standpoint? Give give yeah. me and and for those that are listening, give me a compelling reason why I should do any of those things. Why should I pray? Why should I spend time in the Bible when Netflix has got some way more interesting things sure. than what you read in the pages of the Bible? And again, I've got I've got all kinds of people that I'm connected with on Facebook, on Instagram, on yeah. Twitter. I've got all kinds of connections. Right. What what do you mean when you talk about community and why is that important? Uh, I, I, yeah, let me definitely respond more on the community aspect of, I mean, hey, that's super cool that you got 1,200 followers or whatever. You got which, which I don't. Just if you're, I, I don't actually have not that many people You got like a bazillion me. likes or whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you're sitting, when you're laying in your bed, like, do you have that empty feeling? And I say this maybe to someone who's watching that maybe you do have a large following like when you're quiet, when you're not numbing out with Netflix or Hulu or whatever you're watching, when you're sitting in bed or maybe you're in the shower when it's super quiet, do you feel empty? Like that would be the question that I would ask because I think with community, genuine community, genuine fellowship, I think there's a sense of fulfillment there. Um, when you – because – I think of a word of intimacy. Like, do we have intimacy with other people? Um, Do you have transparent conversations with people? Yeah, let's use that word, transparency. I think intimacy can throw people off, uh, especially if you're a dude. (laughs) You're thinking sex. Yeah, yeah, you're probably thinking of that. Which that can be a component of intimacy, especially in the context of a marriage. But there's, there's more to it. So let's think of transparency, transparent conversations. I, I think when we have transparent conversations, which you and I, we have those, we have very transparent conversations, there's a, there's a, there's a deeper level that happens there where I don't get that with the thousand people on Facebook. I don't have that level with everybody. And, and I, I think that's okay. Jesus modeled that. Like he... He had a bunch of followers. There was people retweeting him, probably right. <laughs> we're, we're we're reading some of those in the scriptures. It took a lot longer because they had to like yeah, in the stone, yeah. right? Is that, is that? Uh, get, dip the quill and <laughs> the yeah? But Jesus had transparent 
conversations with the 12, and really he had even more transparent conversations with Peter, James, and John. And so I think our life, like if we're going to model our lives after Jesus, I think we need to see that level of transparency play out in our own lives. And I don't think we can always do that with Facebook or Twitter or Instagram sort of thing. Because here's the thing, like there's been times where like you've called me out or you've asked me challenging questions and that's where that level of transparency comes in because my emotions might be driving this way, but you asking me a, a, a simple question, that gives room for Holy Spirit to like, hey, are you being the husband that I've called you to be? Are you being the father that I've called you to be? Uh, are you being the follower uh, that you've called me to be uh, sort of thing? Like, are you praying? Are you spending time in God's word? You know, and you and I, we have that level of transparency and if we're just going to be surfacey with everybody, we don't get that deeper level like what Peter, James, and John. If you go read the scriptures and you see, you know, Peter, James, and John, they got to experience things that none of the other followers of Jesus got to experience, which I think is pretty cool. Like, even though Peter was falling asleep in the garden, but man, he got to be on the mountaintop and see Jesus transfigured, like, which he even got himself in trouble in that case, because he? he's just like, oh, hey, let me, let me build you a tent. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is good that we're here. Building for Moses, too. Right. Like, uh, so, but he got to experience those things. Uh, maybe he, you know, the emotions got the best of him in those moments. I can so relate to Peter <laughs> in so many levels. But I think we miss out on things. You know, and the Bible can be confusing, you know, especially if you have zero church background, but I also think that's where community can help us, where maybe someone who has a little bit more of experience, a little more time under their belt, can help us in those moments where uh, we are in God's word. And I would even lump that in with prayer of maybe prayer is a new thing for us. It can be awkward. It, it, it really can be. I totally acknowledge that. But being in community can help us in those other areas. You know, I accepted Christ uh, in September 22nd, 2006. I had no idea how to pray. I didn't know where to, to read in the Bible. Uh, but I was in community. In fact, my, my dad, he helped disciple me uh, and showed me that it was important to get connected into small groups in the church. And as I got connected in those, I began to pick up on things. It's like, well, that person prayed, and that kind of made sense to me. I kind of like what they said out loud. I'm going to try that on my own sort of thing. And so I think community is kind of like the stickiness to being able to be uh, in God's word and in prayer because we learn and we pick up things from other people. So the, uh, stickiness, I never use that word. Is, it, is community that the works. glue? <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. He's, wor he's working on a new book now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Well, and hey, I'll, I'll throw this out there too. Like if, if, if one of your objections to reading the Bible is that it's boring, keep reading because you, yeah. you clearly haven't read a whole lot of it. Uh, if the Bible were a movie, it would cover every genre of movies. There's some weird stuff in there. Absolutely. You know, just because we're so removed culturally. Yes, like, cultural context is absolutely king. And there are some really odd things in there. And there's things that, uh, quote unquote, Christians have used to hurt other people or to affirm their point. It's like, man, we need to look at this in the, 
like pull the lens out and let's look at this in context. Uh, another podcast, The Bible Project, oh, uh, Dr. Yeah. Tim Mackey, that guy, like he loves to just see this thread throughout the entire Bible, you know, all, all the way from Genesis to maps uh, sort of thing, which that's kind of a Bible nerd joke, maps. <laughs> They're in the, he's yeah, a, he's okay, sorry, that was a really bad joke. But there's this common thread there that like Jesus is interwoven all the way from page one all the way to the last page. And when you see when you see it in context, and you see it in the context of the people it, when it was written and who it was written to, things just begin to pop off the page. Uh, so my quiet time this morning, I'm in Exodus now. And oh my goodness, I'm, I'm diving in. And um, God spoke to Moses and he used his name twice. Well, in context, like I would normally just read right over that, but in context, um, that's a term of endearment or friendship or love. And so uh, when God is speaking to Moses through a burning bush, which is a crazy thing, like uh, really a burning bush, um, like Moses knew because his name was used twice that it was coming with love and endearment. Like, cool. Yeah, that was just this morning. That was in my quiet time this morning. He's geeking out over here. Yeah. Well, hey, all, the, all that to say, really, like, invest time in prayer. It's, it's a conversation with you and God. Yeah. You don't have to break out your King James language and beseech thou thy brethren. Like, just, it's a conversation with God. Just have a conversation. Dig into the Bible. Man, start reading. If you've never picked up a Bible before, grab, grab a Bible, flip to what they call, we call the New Testament, and start in the book of Mark. This is going to give you, like, a really great yeah. Look at the ministry of Jesus and who he was. And just as you have questions, jot them down. And then find somebody and start asking those questions. Yeah. Uh, and then community. Man, you, you can't do life alone. You need other people in your life. And yes, Jesus social, media, community. <laughs> social media can be great, uh, but there is more to life than social media. Yeah. Well, hey, Brandon, thanks for joining me here for yeah, episode thanks 8 for having me, man. Of, uh, of Radiant Reflections. Thank you guys for joining the two of us for Radiant Reflections. Uh, it's always fun to come and, and just be able to have these conversations. Uh, if, if you've been blessed by this, if you've enjoyed this, we would love it if you would go ahead and rate and review and subscribe, you know, whatever your podcast platform allows. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe. That way you'll get notifications when we uh, create new content. Uh, but just thanks for hanging out with us today for Radiant Reflections. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media. 
and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. <laughs>